Welcome to the Purdue Ag Econ Podcast, the podcast for experts and innovators in agriculture. I'm Dane Erickson. On today's episode, Dr. Ken Foster and I talk with Ernie Humphrey, CEO of Treasury Webinars, board member of the Purdue Alumni Association, and alumnus of Cranert School of Management. Topics discussed include advice for students in upcoming virtual career fairs, building your brand, and staying involved with Purdue after graduation. Stay tuned. Hello, you're listening to the Purdue Agricultural Economics Podcast. I'm Ken Foster, Professor of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University and the host of this podcast. And here with me today is my co-host, Dane Erickson. Dane, how are things going today? Things are going well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. And you know, I was just thinking the other day and interacting with some students that are getting ready for the job market, and I'm wondering, you know, what's uh, what's going on there? What are you hearing with the coronavirus? We're not having the in-person job fairs. What is happening there in terms of helping students match up with potential employers this fall? What students are faced with now is a lot of virtual career fairs and trying to personalize with company representatives on Zoom meetings just like this one. And I know there's a lot of anxiety around it from my my peers, my friends, and there's a lot of challenges around it too. So it's difficult for sure, especially for seniors. It's really a different environment to portray your skills and help an employer understand how you could add value to their business. And that leads into our guest today, our Bernie Humphrey. CEO of Treasury Webinars, and he's also a member of the Board of Directors for the Purdue Alumni Association. Ernie, how are you doing today? Pretty well. I'm just excited about our conversation today. I spend a lot of time on the phone the last six months with CFOs and finance leaders and people that are in transition trying to figure out, right, how are we operating in our new uh, remote reality, and and owning your career is definitely challenging now. Yeah, and since you graduated from Purdue in economics, you've been doing quite a bit of this virtual activity as a part of your career. Maybe you could just give our listeners a little background on your experience in this area. Sure. So I think in in the virtual side, I'm really most versed in webinars. So I started doing webinars probably back in 2008 um, for the office of the CFO. So it was kind of a new um, technology. So it was a way to convey knowledge, what I call, call thought leadership. So webinars are kind of an art. Um, You're trying to deliver value to the consumers, right, without the sales pitch. And so I I started that. We we built a business up around the webinars. Uh, Then I transitioned out of that. And then the last couple of years, I've had my own company, Treasury Webinars. And probably over the last 10 years, I've spoken on or moderated over 500 webinars, spoken on a lot of webinars for other companies, organizations. And then most recently, I did a full-blown virtual conference. And I think a lot of the career fairs are probably more like that where you have a lot, it's like an in-person experience. So I was able to replicate every aspect of an in-person conference virtually, which is kind of uh, innovative. And so I've done pretty well uh, in the virtual space. I have a lot of experience uh, in that. So one of the things that I've seen you talking about lately, Ernie, is this idea of branding oneself. When I think about branding it, obviously I think more about products and in the retail space. Help me understand what it means for an individual to, to have a brand. So I actually did a virtual classroom session with a management 480 class there at Purdue. And I, I tell people to think about it this way. You're always on. Your personal brand is how you interact with your classmates. 
So within class, so when, whenever you're in that professional environment, even if you're on a group project, you are conveying your brand. And part of your brand is people want to interact with you. Uh, they, they want to tap into your knowledge. Uh, you should be tapping into their knowledge. And so the relationships that you build at Purdue, those are gonna be contacts for you going forward. And you never know uh, when things are gonna come up uh, and arise. And so you have to think about my brain, am I communicating what I know, right? And what I don't know, and then what I need to know. And then in doing that, am I communicating that directly? How is it valuable for you to be associated with me? What can you learn from me? And then I need to ask you questions and then what can I learn from you? And so it's all about building those mutually beneficial relationships. So you have to, and again, you're always on. And so, so let's say for example, I'm on this virtual call and there's someone in the management 480 class that's not paying attention. Guess what? That matters to me. If that person reaches out to me, am I gonna speak with them? Absolutely not. And so part of that is just recognizing that whatever the setting is in, you don't have to be uptight, you need to be authentic. Your brand is everything that you do, everything how you convey yourself, and then it becomes natural that, that you're in that mindset. So, you know, in the past we used to use the term networking. How is branding different from networking? I think that um, networking is more of a direct thing, right? It's kind of face-to-face, -face, uh, and one-to-one -one is that networking side. And branding is when people kind of can organically go out and find things and hear about you. It's kind of more of your reputation. And so, for example, online, my personal brand a lot is on LinkedIn. And so people can go out on LinkedIn. I might want to get them in my network, but they already know my brand. And so your brand is really what you're all about, what your value proposition is, and what's out there. Networking is more about building that connection, right? Your brand is... is as part of how you build that relationship, right? Networking is how you kind of convey your brand and leverage your brand. Students are graduating into a fundamentally different workplace environment than what would have been even one year ago. What are some of the technological changes that you've seen as a result of COVID-19? And do you think these changes are here to stay? I really think a lot of the changes will be permanent because I think what it's done is it's pushed our technology adoption and tolerance forward about five or ten years and so i think companies were going to start going to these virtual career fairs i mean it's nice to meet someone face to face but as everyone becomes more used to having their cameras on it's, it's all about the cost effectiveness so if i can have a virtual career fair and, and get what i need i don't need to send my person it's fun to come to purdue all day but i'm away from the office two or three days like kpmg that, that's a huge ask nowadays and so for the student's perspective, you need to act like, right, you're, you're, you are at, right, an in-person interview, you have to dress the same, act the same, and you might, the good news is you can practice your mannerisms more. So you should videotape yourself. So you can see your little quirks and your whatever, your eye contact. And so it's actually kind of a better thing that you can, you actually can see what you're doing. Now you don't sit there and record uh, your interview. So one of the things you, that I've seen, companies are a lot more interested in the soft skills now, which is great for certain individuals. So if you're a communicator, communicate with impact, you can tell the story behind the numbers. Uh, you can share experiences, not only how you've been a leader, but how you've been a team player. Most people can't be both. And so focus on those soft skills. And the other thing I hear over and over and over is if someone has a passion for learning, then I will accept them all day long. It's no longer about technical skills, it's about 
do you want to learn? Can you learn? And are you adaptable? Change and those are things that you really want to convey. And also, in this virtual world, it's easier to do more research. So it's really important that you really dive in. If you're interviewing with a company, go on LinkedIn. If you're if you want to go in the finance department, find every single person in the finance department. Send them a LinkedIn connection. Ask them what's it like to work at XYZ. What are the challenges that you have? And that way you're getting it straight from the horse's mouth and you know the company culture. Most people won't do that. So if you take that extra effort and also, like I said, watch yourself, watch your mannerisms, watch what you do, but you have to be authentic. I mean, I don't want to work for a company that expects me to sit up straight, you know, and, and never have a tick or be perfect because maybe that's who you are, but most people aren't that way. So you want to make sure that fit is right. And just because we're in a virtual world and it's harder, don't jump at the first job that comes at you. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good advice in there for students. Any other things that a student can do to prepare themselves for this new virtual environment? Well, one of the things um, that I also used to come and do mock interviews for Craner, and I would not do an interview, I'd just kind of go off on my own and make it completely different. So uh, so I would say to folks, here's, here's what you need to do. What is your professional value proposition? And they'd look at me like, what? And, and I'd say, okay, here's, well, here's how you do it in five minutes or you can pay 20 grand to have someone help you do it. Here it is. When I call your references, what are the three to five things that they're all gonna say about you? Good communicator, good guy, good cook, whatever, not that, you know what I mean? And that's what your message is all about in your resume, when you're talking, keep thinking about that, right? Because that's your value, that's what you're good at. So let's lead with that. So if you're a good communicator, talk about that, think about that. So when I look at your resume, I should think, oh, that. That fits with my value proposition. And so don't make it too difficult. Just put those three to five things down. And then once you think about it, it becomes kind of part of how you act. And so once you start doing it, it becomes natural. And it should be natural because those are things that you have that natural ability to really own what you're good at and develop and start there. And then that makes you comfortable. And then as you reach out, you have that solid foundation. Hopefully some of our listeners are educators or individuals who are like me working on college campuses or other uh, educational institutions what can we be doing or should we be doing to help students prepare better for the virtual job market and to establish their brand one of the things which i would encourage is is i think there needs to be classes and lectures on how to build your online brand and how to manage that brand and how to define what your value proposition is and really communicate what you've done. So I think a lot of students have accomplished quite a bit in their classes, but they don't know how to communicate that. And then and then as far as, let's say for example, a student should tell me, I'm looking at these five jobs and then help them communicate. This is all I've done. So let's connect the dots for them. You've been successful here. How do I connect the dots? So you need to teach people how to communicate their value. And then LinkedIn, oh man, you should have, everyone should take a class on LinkedIn. Everyone should have to have so many connections when they get out of school, teach people how to make connections, build connections, manage connections. And there's so much free content out there. I think the other thing that you can do is share resources to your students. Like there's this society of human resource managers or there's all this free stuff. So let's create a top 10 resources to help you with your job and just find it. It's free. It's all out there. I mean, you have to vet it, but you can give your students. I was a student and someone said, hey, you're going to prepare for interview. This guy has an amazing webinar. You guys need to watch this. This guy is really cool. 
And so give them, spoon feed it to them a little bit. Bring people in to talk, like me that have a bizarre career path, and just say, now how in the world did you do that and why? And then what did you learn? How have you used your degree in economics to develop your brand and further your career? The answer is, uh, it really hasn't been all that relevant for me. And so that's so so that's kind of a hard truth. Now it taught me how to do critical thinking. Um, but if someone asked me, you know, what's the formula for the regression analysis thing, or what do I think about multivariate Monte Carlo simulation, those just aren't questions that anyone really cares about, in all honesty. So at the end of the day, um, my advice is let your career take you, right? Opportunities come. So I started off actually in marketing at a submersible motor company because that's where I found the opportunity. I did a golf outing and then I met people, right? Because I was outgoing and then I got into finance and then I got into treasury and then I was a treasury expert. And then I decided I like to write, I like to talk and I like to teach obviously just not in the academic setting. And then I went to an association. I never thought I'd be there. I became a subject matter expert. Then I went and worked at a startup. I had learned about LinkedIn. I learned about SEO. I learned about because we needed it. And I didn't try and force myself back to being an economist. I took what I was good at and I kept evolving and letting it push me. And now I'm involved in technology and AI and RPA. And that's, I, I'm, I'm not trying to force myself into something. I'm realizing what do I do? How can I make money at it? And, and what do I enjoy? Don't think you have a straight career path. You, you, you kind of have to be brave and let life take you where opportunities take you. What is the relevance of professionals staying involved with their alma mater in terms of career development and brand building? And how can alumni work to stay involved with Purdue? Yeah, a great question. So I think part of that um, depends on the organization and the university. And so one of the things that we're doing at Purdue right now is we're trying to consolidate things a little bit. And so when I've been an alumni, I get emails from Brainerd, I get emails from the School of Liberal Arts, I get emails from my, you know, anything that I was involved in. So we're trying to make that more streamlined. And also as an as a alumni association, we're, we're trying to offer more value to our students. We have to give you incentive to be engaged. And so it's almost like we need to transform from give me money, give me money, give me, give me money to these are things that I'm gonna help you to be successful in your life. Now, by the way, how would you like to contribute? And so I think there's both sides of the equation there. As, as an alumni association, as a university, we need to do a better job in offering more value, communicating that value, supporting people throughout their careers. And there's, there's really two sections of it, right? People that are gonna donate a building, which is great. And then there's everybody else who might need some help in their career and my and my and so it's almost like a secondary thought of course i want to give money to the university because they help me and then the big thing we should be doing is make, making sure our folks stay connected so we have an alumni portal now talk about a tremendous network if you go on linkedin and you and you find someone went to purdue and you ask them if they want to connect with you just say boiler up it works every single time i can make a lot of money if i stay connected with the right people right and these are good people and so we have to give folks the vehicle, but you have to be willing to contribute and do things like I'm doing right now. So it's kind of a two-way street that I think has not been has not been open. Yeah, just this kind of uh, let me transition uh, just for a few moments uh, to kind of that professional brand um, in the workplace. And so if we have any alumni, especially on the virtual side, so so I like to communicate to folks that you're you have a professional brand at work. So let's say I work in finance. 
I have a brand within finance with my colleagues up and down the finance department. I have a brand across the enterprise, right? And so we need to be cognizant of how we collaborate because at the end of the day, let's say you want to be the CFO, you have to impact performance across the enterprise, which means you have to communicate with other departmental leaders, understand what they need, why they need it and how you can help them get there. And then that becomes a reciprocal relationship. And then outside of where you need to be involved and need to, you should be involved in like professional associations. You should go on LinkedIn. You should speak on podcasts. You need to communicate what your value is. Here's one of my favorite quotes. Uh, Success is not owned, it's rented. You have to earn it every day. You have been listening to the Purdue Ag Econ Podcast. We want to thank Ernie Humphrey for his valuable advice to students on brand building and professional development, and for his continued involvement in the Purdue Alumni Association. Want to hear more from Purdue Agricultural Economics? Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or visit www.agecon.purdue.edu. Thanks for listening.